0: كفر الله اكبر الله اكبر الله اكبر أشهد شهدوا أن محمد that Muhammad is We are the الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا
1: الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فقال تبارك وتعالى in Allah aamanu, wasalimu, sculpti, wa mala'ikatahu yusalloona ala nabi. Ya ayyuha ala'dina amanu sallua'alayhi wa sallimu tasleema. Allahumma salli sayyidina wa nabiyana wa habibana wa habiba rabbina wa tabibana wa moulana Muhammad Abdullahi wa rasoolu. Respected elders. Brothers in Islam, maybe the sisters listening on the receivers, etc. There is something that is very concerning in our community that we see regularly happening and we see, and we receive complaints regularly. And that is not fulfilling the rights of parents. How many an elderly man or woman complains about the treatment they receive at the hands of their children. Now we must understand one thing, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He speaks in many, many places in the Qur'an al-Kareem regarding kindness to parents. Birrul walideen, huquququl walideen, ihsanul walideen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when He speaks about, and so many of these ayat we are aware, we know about them too. وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهُمْ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about worshipping him, that worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, immediately thereafter it's followed with Birrul Walidin, Hukukul Walidin, that be kind to your parents, be good to your parents. Serve your parents. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in one hadith related in Majah, he says, hum, huma jannatuka wa naruka, wa That your parents, either they are Jannat or they are Jahannam. They will take you to one of these two places. Sometimes we fulfill the rights of the parents. But Allah doesn't want it there. Allah ta'ala wants us to take it further than that. That go further. Ihsan, <laughs> birr Lower your wings of humility for them. Go beyond the call of duty. And if we see the neglect of parents, I'll give you a few examples. It happens in every strata of society. In the affluent, in the middle class, in the socio-economically challenged class, low-income group, you find the same neglect. Just as an example, what prompted this topic today, I received a call from our welfare department. And just to apprise our community, what the welfare department of the Jamia'at ulama Qizidin does? Every month, alhamdulillah, about two million rand is expended in taking care of predominantly elderly people. Poor, destitute, but predominantly elderly people. And their rentals are paid, their utilities are paid. Obviously, it's capped. It has to be within reasonable limit. Then, not only is that, that's what happens, but a group called the home visit team, They go out every morning because they have to visit all these 400 or so homes that receive rental, or homes that are in the care of the Jamiat, to go and check on these people, to see what their needs are, whether the same people are living there. Just to give an example, make us understand. So they phoned me that this certain lady in her 70s, we are paying her rental. For many years now we are paying her rental. She gets a grant. How much is a grant? We all know it's not even 2,000 Rand. What can a person survive in that amount today? Nonetheless, she has some medical needs now. She has come with a request for medical needs. So I asked the brother, the molana, what are the medical needs? He said, no, she needs a scan. She needs this, she needs that. I said, Molana, just out of curiosity, can you read that file to me? Can you explain to me whether she has children or not? What's her circumstances? So he said, no, she has two children. I said, give me those numbers of those two children and the details, I'd like to speak to them. Just as an example, so anyway, I found the daughter. She had two children, son and daughter. I phoned the daughter. She says, "I'm not in a position to assist my mother, but my brother is." So I found the brother, and I say, "Listen, I'm so and so. I'm calling, and I'm talking. I'm calling on behalf of your mother. That are you aware that your mother needs certain medical treatment, etc.?" And I asked him, "Why are you her biological son?" Because I wanted to know if this. So he told me, "No, I'm not aware of my mother's any medical issue she's having." So I asked him. How often do you visit your mother? So he sending me whenever I get a chance to see her. So I asked him, you must be living out of KZN. I mean. He said, no, 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 I live in the beachfront area. So I said, then where does your mother live? Because I know where she lives. She lives in the Durban CBD. And he hasn't seen his mother for a long period of time. I told him, but it will take you about five minutes to get to your mother, to see your mother, to see to her needs, to fulfill her needs. So this is just a microscope into what's happening in our society. At a time, at one time, it was quite taboo to speak about old age homes in the Muslim community. It doesn't exist. There were no old age homes in the Muslim community. We never came across it. There was no need for it. The whole social program of the family or the social breakup of the family was such that grandparents used to live in the same home as the parents and the grandchildren. We know things have evolved. We know that today parents are not tolerable sometimes for daughters-in-laws, or for sometimes the mother-in-law, they can't get along. Hazrat Muhammad Umarji, Rahimahullah, is to say, lightheartedly, he says, put 10 brothers in one house, they look peacefully." I don't know anymore. But put them in one house. But he says, put two women in one house, patila kakar hai. He says, the pots will rattle. You can't put two women in. This particular case and many other cases, a lady from a very affluent family, she phoned me and she says, I want to ask you something. Can I take my own life? Can I take my own life? Whichever way. I told her, nah, You can't take your own life. It's not permissible. So she says, I got two sons. They are fluent. They are educated. But they do not want. Me. I am frustrated. Both my sons do not. Like a ball. I'm like a ball between this home and that home. This home and that home. I got the two brothers into a meeting. Educated people. Multiple degrees. One is education, one is knowledge. And I asked them, this is your mother. Is she a biological mother? That's the first thing you want to know. Is she a biological mother? Yes. I said, but she's is, she is so frustrated. This woman is distraught. That both of you do not want to look after her. You'll play with her like a ball from this home to that home. So the one brother says that my brother doesn't take her. When it's time for him to take her. When the time is up, he doesn't come and fetch her. This is the problem. So I told him, even if he doesn't take her, even if your brother doesn't take her, you and Jannah. The doors of Jannah open. Who said that? Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The ayah <huma> Jannah? <wa naruka. hums> Why the day of Jannah? You can choose which one you want. You can choose it. So I said do not look at with the fact your brother takes care of her or doesn't take care of her. You do what you have to do. It's between you and Allah. You do what and you see the barakah in your life. When that mother lifts her hands and makes dua for you, the veils are opened, the veils are opened. And that dua hits the target. That dua, I said, you do not have to be involved in abandoning ibadah also. Leave nafir, namaz, nafir, roza and tahajjud. Leave all those things one side. Just look after your mother. She's bewa, she's a widow. Just look after her. You'll get into Jannah. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that if a person looks with shafqat, with muhabda, with love at one's parents, one gazes with love at one's parents, then that person will get the reward of hajj, umrah, and, ziyah, and jihad fi sabirillah accepted. Not hajj, the reward of hajj. Ya Rasulullah, if I look a hundred times at my parents in the day, if I look at them a hundred times, will I get the same reward? you'll get a hundred rewards. Just looking at them, not doing anything. Looking at them with love, with muhabbah sincere, genuine muhabba. What is the status of parents in our deen? Every religion advocates it. Every religion that was revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala advocated the good treatment of parents, even non-Muslims, even they understand that we have to look after our parents. Whether they do it or not is another thing. But Islam has taken it to an unprecedented level. That what is Birrul walidi A sahabi Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he asks, Ya Rasulallah, ayyul a'mal ahabbu Allah." What is the most beloved action to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied, As-salatu ala waqtiha The salah on its time, at its correct time. That's the most beloved act to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Summa ya Then, Ya Rasul Allah. After that, this is الوالدين, Kindness to parents. That is the most beloved act to Allah after salah upon its time. So in so many ayat of the Qur'an, we come across بِرُّ الْوَالِدِينَ وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ illa ألا, إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Allah has decreed He's enjoined upon you that you be very, very, that you worship Him alone. That you only worship Him. Do not associate partners with Him. Do not ascribe partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any way. Do not make shirk. Do not make... Don't worship the graves and saints. Do not prostrate to anybody. But Allah, لا مَسْجُودَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ لا مركوع اللَّهِ You'll make sajda to nobody but Allah to no saint, no Nabi, nobody we are allowed to make that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّهُ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Immediately after that, that you worship me alone. وَبِالْوَالِدِيْنِ إِحْسَانًا And show ihsan to your parents. Take your khidmat of your parents to another level. It's not just fulfilling their rights. It's going beyond the call of duty to fulfill their rights. Then Allah says, if one or two of them, they become old. And let us not forget yesterday when we were young. And let us not forget today when we can do something. And let us not forget tomorrow which is yet to come. The circle of life, the complete circle of life takes place. As we often hear what goes around often comes around as well. So Allah says that when or two, of, whether one or two of them become old and person becomes aged, we know the difficulty of old age. Person now goes back towards childhood. Person becomes difficult, obstinate, cranky, moody. That's old age. That's old age, back to babyhood sometimes. And then what you do, Allah is saying? Then you, إِمَّا يَبْلُغَنَّ عِنْدَكَ الْكِبَرَ أَحَدُهُمَا لَهُمَا أُفْ Allah use the word, Uff. Don't use a word of discomfort for them. Don't use anything, any something as light as uff. Check the bali now. Check the topping now. He's calling me again. So this is what you hear normally. Don't say uff. Don't use a word that will cause them to cleave in the heart. What you rather do? Wa لَهُمَا قَوْلًا karima And see words to them which will comfort them. Which will bring joy to them. And how often on the positive side, wallah, how many times I've heard elderly people praising their, their children. On the positive side, we spoke about the negative, they speak about the positive. How many a times I hear the, the joy of a mother or a father explaining that my son makes such khidmat of me. He does this for me. He does that for me. And when I hear these words sometimes from the parent, I go and tell the child, that you have earned your jannah, inshallah. You have earned it. Mawlana Umarji, rahmatullahi, just came to my mind. These, our aqqa, between their words, carried weight. Just came to my mind. That one day he explained to me, he says, Beta, Allah has given me such children that I can't thank Him enough. Allah has given me such children that I can't thank Him enough. In my old age, I'm mahtaj. He wasn't able to walk easily. He says no matter what time of the day or the night it is, if I come home late also from a talk or a mediation, and he specifically told me about one mediation that he was involved in which I'm aware of, it was a business mediation, a partnership. And Hazrat Maulana Rahimahullah, in that old age, he came in the early hours of the morning when he made the partner shake hands. Finally, there are few people left or perhaps nobody left like that who can convince people to shake hands despite all the difficulties. And he says, when I came home, and this is an eetrah for us, when I came home, I told the person who brought me, they take me to the back of the house and just help me in, i invade in such a way that I do not cause that leave to the people in the house. He says, not from the sunnah of Rasulullah When he went out that night to Baqi al-Gharqat, that he didn't make any noise, quietly, without causing any taklif or disturbance. And he says, and I got into my house, and I finally settled in my room, and I heard a knock on the door. And then I hear another knock on the door. He says, my two sons, they came to tell me that, Papa, today we haven't pressed your legs. And he's narrating this incident. Wallah, it's an enviable thing to hear. Such khidmat of the parents. And especially when that parent, especially that widowed mother, when she loses her husband, her canopy, her roof, and she feels vulnerable, that's the time when we have to show even more comfort and even more security we have to grant that mother. So coming back, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, not only that, not only you say words that will comfort them. Lower your wings of humility to them. Take it even further. Not only kind words. Don't say oath. Not only kind words. Lower your wings of humility to them. Your mercy, lower it to them. A person wanted to know uh, in the time of Musa alayhi salam wanted to know from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that who will be my Rafit in Jannah, my, my companion. For every nabi, there will be a Rafit, a companion in Jannah. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Warafiti Uthman." my son-in-law, twice Uthman ibn Affan, he will be my companion in Jannah. So Umar uh, So Sayyidina Musa wanted to know who will be my companion. He was Kalimullah wa kallimallahu Musa taqlima. He was one who could speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Obviously there's an understanding to that how he spoke to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him that so and so is your companion. And when he heard that so and so is my he was perplexed that guy. This is a butcher. He's a jazza, He's a butcher. He's an ordinary guy. He's very ordinary. Why is he my companion in Jannah? And to cut the long story short, this person every day used to go out to his business a butcher, chopping meat, slicing meat, whatever. And when he used to come home at night, the first thing he used to do is he used to feed his parents. He used to feed his parents, prepare their food. The first thing, a man comes home tired, exhausted after a full day's work. And the first thing, prepare their food, feed his parents with his own hands. So much so that one night, he went to take the food for them and they were both sleeping. And he waited, and he waited till they get up so that he doesn't get them up. He waits for them to get up and he can feed his parents with his own hands. What dua did his mother make? Oh Allah. Make this child of mine the companion of Musa in Jannah. Make this child, the co- make my child the companion of your Nabi Musa in Jannah. And Allah accepted the dua of that mother. And that butcher will be the companion of Musa alayhi salatu So we got parents, the doors of Jannah are open for us. The doors of dua are open for us. Let a day not pass in our life. Let a day, if they are living, if they are living, they have so many rights of us, and if they pass away, they still have rights of us. The rights, the hukukul walidin doesn't end with that. Hukukul walidin goes beyond that. Goes beyond that. Person comes to Nabi Karim Sallallahu Who's most worthy of my khidmat? He says, Ummuk. Your mother? Then Ya Rasulullah, Your mother? Then Ya Rasulallahu? Your mother? Then, <inaudible> Ya your mother doesn't mean that the father's role is diminished, doesn't mean that. It means the extra care of the mother. That lady who carried us in our wombs, like I told those two brothers, I said, you don't want to keep your mother in your home, I understand, to avoid the politics. But build something for your mother outside the home build a little granny flat for her which many people do mashallah. or put her up near you somewhere that you can look after her keep an eye on her in this at the same time your wife is happy also I said you don't want to keep your mother in your home your mother kept her he kept you inside her belly she kept you inside her belly she made place for you for nine months inside her zulm. <laughs> Rukman alayhi salam, he's giving advice to his sons that don't make shirk against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the shirk al ascribing partners to Allah is a great, great oppression. Immediately after that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we have exalted man to look after his parents, be kind to his parents, he care of his parents. That's your mother. She carried you with difficulty, with pain. She bore you with difficulty, difficulty upon difficulty, pain upon pain. A person made tawaf of the baytullah, carrying his mother, carrying her. He made the full tawaf of baytullah. And he tells his mother that, I am like a camel to you. Oh my mother, I'm like a camel to you. That's your beck and call. In other words, I'm subservient to you. And he says, Abdullah bin Umar walking. He says, Ibn Umar, have I fulfilled the rights of my mother? You can see what I'm doing. He said, leave alone fulfilling the rights of your mother. The one grain of hers giving birth to you, you haven't fulfilled it. The one grain she made, one grain that she expressed giving birth to you, you haven't fulfilled that right So here's our jannah, here's our jahannam in front of us. If we want to get a du'a accepted, that du'a of the mother and father hits the target. Hits the target. That du'a is makbul in Allah. And if they have passed on, Islam is a deen of rahmat, mercy. Then now we do things for them that will elevate them. Now we fulfill the hukuk also. Sufyan bin Uyena rahimahullah, the mufassirun, we giving commentary on the ayat, Allah is saying, show gratitude to me and to your parents. So the Quran speaks about two things about parents. One is worship me only and then be good to your parents. The next one is show gratitude to me and show gratitude to your parents. Sufyan bin Uyena rahimahullah, he explained what this is. He says, Be grateful to me means make a salah on its time. Man who makes his five salah, he has shown gratitude to Allah. Any person who shows gratitude to Allah, he has made his five salah. And gratitude to your parents is that after every salah you make dua At the least, five times a day, five times, million in a day, that is showing gratitude to your parents. Allah Ta'ala gave us the tawfiq of fulfilling the hukuk of our parents taking their du'as while they are alive, earning our Jannah while they are alive. It would be an easy road to Jannah if we got their du'as. And if they have passed on, and if one of the two of them are living, go out of her way, kiss their feet. The woman who brought you in this world, kiss her feet. Out of ikram and honor, that father who brought you up, in time doesn't permit, but there's an incident of Nabi Kareem Wasallam that a person comes to complain, he said, I've got the whole poetry here, but I don't have time to read it, unfortunately. A person comes to Nabi Karim wasallam and says, Ya Rasulullah, my father takes my wealth without my permission. He takes from my
0: wealth.
1: I'm coming to complain to you about my father. So Rasulullah Wasallam says, Go bring your father to me. Bring him to me. So he man, man goes back to his father. He says that uh, Rasulullah wa wants to see you. He says, Why? I mean, why does he want to see me? He says, because I complained about you to him. I complained about you two, to Rasulullah Sallallahu And on the way to the Prophet Sallallahu he composes poetry in his, those were poets. The poetry was the order of the day. He composes poetry, beautiful couplets, expressing how he brought up his child. So they come in coming, the presence of the Prophet Sallallahu and he hears the story, and the father explains that, I don't take from his wealth beyond necessity. I take it to spend on my own family, his siblings. His mother, he's. I spend it on. I don't waste his money. Then, Nabi Sallallahu said, "Narrate the poetry that you were, that you were composing, coming to me." Ya Rasulallah, how do you know that? It never, never exited my mouth. My ears did not hear that poetry. Ya Rasulallah, how do you know that? He said Jibrail has informed me to ask you to narrate that poetry. Jibrail came to me and he says. Ask him to recite that poetry. And as the father recited those couplets, the summary of a time doesn't permit. When you were a little child, what I didn't do for you. When you got sick, it was as though I was sick. I spent sleepless nights looking after you. I fed you. I took more care of you than myself. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam cried. He cried when he heard these words of poetry. And he tells this young man, أنت لأبيك. You and your wealth belong to your father. Oh, okay. So, the You and your wealth belong to your father. This is an explanation from a fikri point of view regarding that. In other words, the Alaihi so overcome with emotion that you and your wealth, respected elders and brothers. If we got them, look after them, treasure them. And if they have passed on, make du'a in maghfirat for them. That on the day of Qiyamah, they'll ask, Ya Allah, how did I reach this stage? See, so you left behind good children who made du'a for you, who spent on you, who elevated you. Today you have reached this because of your children. If we have not fulfilled their rights in their lifetime. We do it now, inshallah. Allah will overlook. One person asked me, Marana, you said about looking at your parents a hundred times a day with love. What if my parents are gone? If I look at the cover will I get that reward? Would love. I said that is in the knowledge of Allah. But inshallah, if you do it with that intention, who knows? The treasures of Allah are unlimited.